my mom's Lucy. Oh, I'm special. She said I was the bestest boy. We went to Mother, what was it called? Mother Boy 2020. Yeah. Wow. Chuck Wagner. Oh, why do the girls like him? Wow. Hello and welcome to One Season, the podcast <laughs> of One Season Wonders and Blunders, where this season we're talking about Auto Man. And Desi Ardes Jr. a lot today. My name's Andrew. My name is Emily. And this is, uh, we're talking about the third episode of Auto Man, season one or season only, uh, season seul, as it were. Uh, This episode is called The Great Pretender. And wow, I just have 32 items. So I don't oh, give God, us I don't three, have three. I don't have that many. I think I literally just have three. I woke up pretty tired today. So um federal protection is my first one. Uh microscope solving crime is my second, and boring wedding is my third. Okay, so my <laughs> how many of mine are Wally's a prick? Um, a lot. I'm sure a lot. Well, okay, so most importantly is Michael Pataki uncredited. So we will talk about that. Um, They're living the way we do. Oh, um, you know, vaguely homoerotic subtext to the dialogue again. And then, um, oh, here, we'll just do, no, that's your wedding one is she's 36, he's 55. Uh, So instead... All right. Also, I like to see a grown man cry. Is also uh, that was funny. some of the subtext. Uh, that was funny. Uh, let's see what'll be my last one. Oh, okay, fine. We'll just do. Where's the little sex pest? So, <laughs> okay, okay. My first note was this double intro is getting tired. Uh, as yes, I'm I was going like, to say the same thing. I thought oh. okay. So I thought okay, the TV movie. Right. It makes sense. They got to give some background to this weird plot. Then the second time it's like, okay, maybe people didn't watch the TV movie and now it's airing in a normal time slot, normal length. But this is the third episode and they're doing it still. Um, There's still time for them to give it up, but I don't think it's going anywhere. It is so tiresome. It is. Oh, especially because it establishes whiny Wally. Yeah. Right. Like, it establishes, oh, Otto, man, you're so special. I think it's supposed to be like him doing comedy, but it's, ooh, you Was know, Desi- the whole like, the whole like, mm, I've created a monster, huh? You know, like, winkity oh. wink, but he doesn't do a winkity wink. No. Was Desi funny without Lucy? I can't remember. I don't remember. I, I don't think he was. I think that's why he had uh, William Farley around or whatever that guy, Farley, whatever that guy's name is. Anyway, so after the 45 minute uh, prologue, there is three and a half minutes. I looked at it today because I was like, this is ridiculous. Is that both of them or just the- okay. that's both of them? Okay, but the first one's only probably 45 seconds. So it's as it should just, be. Right. As it should and be. then we get the well, okay, but it's a truck hijacking. Yeah. So so this is my first point. So this it opens with a truck and two guys talking about basketball in the truck and they see somebody who's broken down on the road and they stop to help them and they get hijacked. Well, what we learn is that they're carrying a ton or two tons of paper that the federal reserve uses to make money, to print money. 
why was there no federal protection? If they're federal contractors, why was there no protection? And why was there a no pulling over to help people on the side of the road rule? 1983, Ronald Reagan, free enterprise. So, so this hijacking is part of free enterprise? Sure. I mean, the villains donated to Reagan. So like, yeah, obviously. Um, I also thought it was funny because I thought the whole, so like the money being the important part of counterfeiting seemed to have entered into pop culture, the pop culture vernacular, I thought later than this, but this is pretty early for yeah. it to be all about the money you printed on. And that's what you actually need. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a while. I'm trying to think, I think at least two of the police, not police, maybe police Academy. I don't know. I haven't seen them in uh, recently enough to remember, but I think at least definitely Beverly Hills cop three is about fake money, but two might be as well. Like, it was a very standard thing in action. It was a very standard action movie trope for a while. And then, of course, um, To Live and Die in L.A. was all about counterfeiting. And that was a couple of years after this. But, like, there seemed to be a big shift to it being about the money, the paper it was printed on. And I yeah. feel like this was early. It then becomes about the ink more recently that they use, I think. I can't... <laughs> Those aren't the important parts of, of the plots of whatever the hell that was in. But then there's uh, the police station scene that is just, oh, it's like walking over rocks without shoes on. It, the only funny part is when Wally's like, I can just use electronic imaging enhancement. And I was like, that didn't really exist in 1983, but we all hey, thought it did. It's fake science. I, I have watched enough Doctor Who that I can appreciate a little uh, a little fake science dribbled in okay. there. But then we get the first Wally's a shit scene oh, where he goes and catches Auto Man watching gangster movies. If this is going to continue throughout the series, this uh, catching Auto Man watching movies um, to then use as his personality uh, going into whatever caper they're they're going to go bust up, I'm down with that. Like, <laughs> like make a chick flick one, make a romance one. Like, let's do it. Like, let's do this. I desperately want this to continue to happen. Like do some fucking Shaw brothers Kung Fu movie and have him doing Kung Fu. Like I am down with this. If it's going to continue, I don't think it will, but it's a shame that they did this back to back if they're not going to continue it. Yeah. Cause so, they did it with the, uh, with the James Bond movies last time or no, the staying alive. Sorry. Staying alive. So um, yeah, they need to get some numbers off of an engine block blah 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 and then there, this is where also wally talks about how he wants to be out there helping on the streets because he's a real cop <sighs> okay then we get to the clue gulliger subplot yes. which is fucking weird it's weird okay so there will probably be spoilers in this and we might get to the wedding a little early but we will talk about it ad nauseum we will save some of the surprises from the wedding for later. But here's the villain of this episode. He's played by Clue Gulliger, who is a famous character actor who directed a great short called something 
we're the boys play or something. It's great. 1970 ish. It was like, at, it was during the like seven year, no five years universal produced shorts. It's awesome. Uh, highly recommended, whatever the hell it's called. Okay. So clue is a, is a um, counterfeiter who is getting married to a congressman's daughter. An ex-congressman's daughter. Ex-congressman's daughter? Okay. Yes. So that's a little bit better. She does not know he is a criminal. She will visit the episode occasionally and talk to him about how he is a criminal and is he really a criminal? And is he in trouble and can she help him? And they are merely days away from their wedding. Yes. And she doesn't know this. Right. And a lot of the money, he does not, he no longer has the actual money to pay for the wedding. So he's writing, he is a criminal writing bad checks for his wedding into this political family. Now, Clue is 35, or no, Clue is 55. His fiance is 36. Her father is 62. So yes, it is one of those. You're you're a spinster, so you need to marry your dad's friend when you're in your 30s. Bit. I don't think that it's a dad's friend, though. I mean, no, I it's think... not. But okay, I mean, it's okay. Same, oh, got it. Got your it. dad, you know, same age as your dad, basically. Yeah. You somebody from your dad's club. Okay, so through this plot, we will discover that he is bad at his job. Everybody hates him. Like it's. He should be, he's not exactly sympathetic. He's a, he's like a sniveling something, but he's played by a Western hard man. Yeah. Right. Like he's a tough guy, but he's not like, but he sucks. Yeah. But but everybody hates him. Yeah. Everybody hates him. Like he fights about what roses he wants for his wedding. It's really, really weird. And I felt bad for Clue Gulliger. I felt worse for his fiance. And and the relationship is weird because, like, I get the importance of marrying into this political family. The guy could still the the father in law could still have influence, but they never discuss it. No. Nope. So it almost seems like he actually loves this woman. Yes. But I don't. I find that difficult to believe. I because right. he's a bad guy, I just expect ulterior motives. But they don't even talk about it. No. I thought that was weird. It's very weird. Um the the fiance is played by Andrea Howard who when I was looking her up to see how old she was, I discovered she plays woman in strip club in summer school and I think I remember her actually, because one of the subplots is one of the summer school students, the dude dances. And so when Mark Harmon goes to catch him, don't make faces at me. Summer school is a good movie. When Mark Harmon goes to catch him, um, she's one of the women who complains that he's like ruining the show by trying to take his underage student off the stage. Anyway, um, Something about the roses. We introduced the wedding thing. Clue's shitty to his subordinate. That's the other thing is, is Clue's a shitty boss and nobody likes him. So everybody's going to go to the competition. It's just yeah, like, 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 I mean, Auto Man is offering them. Well, whatever. We'll get to that. Well, okay. Yes. We'll get to what. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can offer them a lot more because it's all fake. It's like Bitcoin. Right. It's all we fake. Never, we never established that they ever find out it's fucking fake. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. 
Oh, um, but basically they've got the paper presses are going to start rolling tonight. Everything's okay. My next note, is this the one, is this the scene where auto man shows up and Roxanne is there or something else? Cause my note is more about Wally being a prick. Cause this is the first scene where Wally's a super prick. And then, so I don't know if this is the scene. No, she's not there. I'm sorry. She's not there. I don't think, I don't think she is. Okay. But this is where Auto Man comes up with his undercover thing. And his name is Mr. Otto, not a U-T-O, O-T-T-O. Yeah. And he is a gangster. And when he zooms on his fedora and suit, I was like, Emily is having feelings right now. No, no. So first, it's just a tuxedo. Okay. Is later where he changes into that ridiculous outfit where he looks like okay. a member of the hives. That's ridiculous, <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. The all black suit with the white tie just kind of oh, yeah. it over yeah, with yeah, the fedora. Yeah. Oh my God, he looks so dumb. Um, but the tuxedo, he looks fantastic. And, um, you know, Wally is starting to realize he's losing control because this computer that he programmed to be perfect and a perfect crime fighting machine is doing just that. Yeah. And he's got good ideas and he's smart, but Wally doesn't like that. No. You need to listen to me, Auto Man. I know things. And it's like, you don't. That's what the show's about. Like, (sighs) okay. Now they go to their first location where there's some cover music. Mm-hmm. Old time rock and roll. I was very surprised to see that. But then I was like, who's that guest star? Because I thought I at least paid attention a little bit during the opening titles. It's Michael Pataki, who was in a Halloween movie. I think Halloween 4. He's the guy who thinks that Donald Pleasance is a dumbass. He's the police captain from the Spider-Man TV show of the 70s that we have never discussed doing. But in some ways, maybe we should. And he's like, he guest starred, I think, on a WKRP, but he's a guest star guy, like a, you know, D-tier character actor, basically. But uh, he's in this a lot for this scene. There's a whole um, pool scene. This, the, oh, that was the other thing I could have done is one of my points is the montages. They yes. reuse two montages to yeah. great effect in this. But um, they make a pool bet, and Auto Man can shoot as well as Paul Newman in the hustler. And so they, they have a pool sequence where at the end he had the Michael Pataki pool hall tough has to go get them someone like a boss to talk to. And so they cancel their bet and then he loses, loses his shot just like Paul Newman in the hustler. Yes. So then there's a, it's a car thing. Right, they're selling hot yeah, cars. Yeah, so so they're yeah. stealing cars and reselling them, or, yeah. or or breaking them down for parts. And the the deal is that he's trying to steal this guy that he's talking to away from the main bad guy, whose name escapes me. But um, Rudy, Rudy Brooke, I believe is it. His Brock. name is first Brock. Brock. Rudy yes. Brock. So so he's trying to steal all Brock's business because Brock is like the main guy doing all of this mob stuff. Um, so so they've investigated all of these different pies that Brock has his fingers in. And this first one, they're going to try to bust them all up and, and steal his business. So this first one is this guy, you know, Rudy gets him cars and they resell them or they 
break them down for parts. And Ottoman's like, I can get you whatever car you want in 10 minutes. And he asks for some like 1930s, I don't even know, some German car. And he's like, okay, we're going to go make a call. And then they just walk out into the alley and it's there. Like, because Cursor made it. Well, no, Cursor made it, but the guy isn't even like, he follows no. them out well, and no, he, they don't make a call and the car is just a, there. This is a Glenn A. Larson television program. Um, but there, I think this is where Wally complains that Cursor has a phone now or something. Like, we're still getting Wally being pissy at things. But um, yeah, so they get the car. And then the next thing is a, uh, oh, when they're driving to an underground casino, I have a note that Wally says, you don't know everything, Auto Man, or something like that. Because, you know, that Auto Man. But then Auto Man so is like, smart. yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and that's uh, the scene, the, the snapshot of the picture I sent you, which I want you to put somewhere on my onesie, maybe, for okay. this episode of... You know, they're making the ridiculous turns and it's Desi Arnaz trying to be like funny, but maybe for eight year olds. Uh, and he's like jerking himself around the car. And, well, I love it. I loved it. Olds, even for eight year olds, the point of this show is Wally's an ass. Be like Auto Man. Yeah, right? like, I guess. And if, you, if you don't happen to be a six foot five hunk of an Aryan man, I guess you're <laughs> shit out of luck, kid. Um Okay, um, they go to the casino and Auto Man wins at the casino to get the attention of the people. And um, that's where, once they get, conf- that's the other montage sequence. There's some very nice, like, 15 to 45 seconds of just, you know, casino close-ups. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's established a little bit later that the... Uh, the wheel is uh, rigged, but cursor you see kind of go up into the wheel. He rigs it for auto man. Um, so they know that he's doing something. The, the people in charge of this casino, they know he's doing something. They don't know what it is, um, but he's cleaning them out and they ask him to leave. And that's where auto man, because because this is a show for eight to 13 year olds, they can't be too explicit about what criminals do. Right. So auto man says something about we're the best at making our living the way we do. And just the way they say it, you're like, is it like a gay porn thing? Like what is going (laughs) on here? This is just, this just seems uncomfortable, but they take a cab. They force the casino guys to get them a cab only then it turns out that the cabbie's going to blow them up. So that's when they have no time and they have to merge, which was... That was so silly, yeah. It did lead to a nice effect shot, actually. A surprisingly good effect shot for Auto Man. Uh, because we have not seen him in his auto suit. Uh, we did. He, sus- came, he came in in his auto suit, but... But it's not for sustained periods like it right. was in the pilot. Right. So they're putting him in outfits so they don't have to do the special effects on the suit, but they do... Just the- a little, like, they've got a little glowy thing under his collar. So, yeah. So it kind of looks like he's covering something up, but then he's got, like, a bushel of chest hair coming out the front. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's a good effect shot on the tattered suit, and then we cut to the introduction of the fiance with Clue Gulliger, who gives a shit. But then we get to my the first Roxanne sucks again 
uh, scene where she knows Auto what who Auto Man is, yes. which we have never established the degree to which she knows all this shit, right? right like, right. But she knows who Auto Man is. She knows that Wally pretends he's a real person, and she like is going to tattle on them. So this is my second point. She says something like. When will you learn you can't solve crimes with a hologram? And Wally's response is, 50 years ago, they would have said that about the microscope. I don't think he, I, I think that's bad writing. While, while you can use a microscope to solve crimes, uh, I, I think he's meaning like technology has advanced to the point where, where, where things, are, I, I thought that was a really weird, badly written I, I totally zoned on that. I oh, thought did you? Was, I thought I thought there was a scene where they actually use a microscope. No, to no. He's like, fifty years ago, they would have said that about the microscope, and it's like, what? What? But, but this is the point in the episode where he's more of a whiny shit yes. than she's going to be, because yeah. Roxanne will actually not be this bad ever again in the episode, whereas Wally will continue his descent into whininess. Yeah. Uh, or just. Of course, Clue Gulliger is very whiny too. So, yeah. But yeah, so she's going to give them 48 hours to solve the crime. The other thing is, he solved two episodes worth of crimes yeah. with his hologram. And one right? that she explicitly knew about. So, so I don't know why she's great. being such a weirdo. But I think it's a poorly written show yeah, for, for a poorly written character. Yeah. Yes. And, and women aren't people. Stop it. Stop it with that talk. <sighs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> God. You suck. <laughs> that that was just us doing a sketch on the Automan Writers Room. What are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. That's just Glenn Can I get, can I get you a coffee? Can I get you that's a coffee? That's Glenn A. Larson's life. Um, yeah, because we, we don't even need to get into the uh, supporting... The guest star woman is either villainous or too old to be sexually attractive to. Who's the villainous in this? Not this one, but last episode was Mary Cosby. And in the first one, we're like, oh, the glamorous Interpol agent's too old for anybody to like, but the geriatric, like, sure. Like, all right. But she gives Wally just a little bit of attention because he's a a 13-year-old boy. You could rub him up against a tree and he'd get excited. He's gotten so sexless in this. Like, if this continues, he's just he's gonna be like a full on incel. By yeah, so remember, dying. remember in the first in the in the pilot, he was like on a date with Heather McNair. We haven't seen his pictures of her around his apartment yeah. since he got Auto Man. Yeah. I mean, okay, like there is not not a way to read this as that uh, Wally makes Auto Man do things and then resents him for it. Like, just saying. <laughs> Okay, because Auto Man can look like anybody. Just saying. Just a cursor. It's actually cursor. Okay, so. <sighs> whiny Clue Gulliger scene where his boss gives him shit about not being good at his job. Then there's something about Wally saying Auto Man can't figure out how he doesn't know enough about, like, the crime to do, you know, his acts. They're going to see through him. They're going to see through Mr. Otto. And he's like, I've already figured out a way to be behind the times a little. I'll be from Australia. Yeah, that was really silly. But that's when he's wearing that all black suit with the white tie and the fedora. What a dork. So then we, there's, do they get, 
what the heck happens here? My note here is I like to see a grown man cry, which I know he says to one of the bad guys, but I don't actually remember the scene. I don't either. This Um, this is when they kill them. This is when they think they've killed them, but they haven't, right? Yes, they do a hit on them. They hit them with the car. They hit them with the car. They They merge before Wally gets hit. So it's okay. So they both survive. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of that line too and where it fits into the scene because it's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling Chuck Wagner was very self-aware of this, which is weird given that his, where his career never went, right? Like, I, though I guess like looking like a pretty boy mountain man who had a sense of humor, there was not, you know, we had not hit the 21st century when you could have Chris Hemsworth, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. There just wasn't a thing for it. But um, so Clue Gulliger and his sidekick are all excited. Or no, it's the next morning actually. Cause once they survive it, they're like, we're going to go fuck up every one of his businesses. Yes. Tonight. And then there's a montage of them yes. like flying around and, and doing driving stuff. around. It was so silly. Yeah. That's different from the earlier montages because that one's actual footage and the earlier montages, I'm pretty convinced, were like, you know. Reused. Reused yeah. from an episode of I Night think they Rider. reused a car scene uh, in this episode. They reused one once. I think I noticed that too. There's not, there's no car chase this episode, thank goodness. Um, okay, so then they go to, they go to some bar... Oh, and a hitman confronts them. Yes. And the bar stands out because it's got the world's largest schooner. Yeah. So this hitman confronts them and he's like, how much is he paying you? Cut. So that's basically how they've been taking over the businesses is Auto Man has been giving the bad guys more money than Clue gives them, except it's all fake money made by Cursor. Yes. So we are, we forgot, I, I should have noted this. Uh, but we'll talk about it during the wedding. Let's put a pin in it. Um, the power grid. Let's mm-hmm. talk about power grid logic later. But then we cut to uh, Clue and his sidekick again. It, no, it's the girl because she gave Clue gave her the bad check, and I think right. it was like for the flowers. No, for He's her like, dress. Oh, why is he buying her dress? Why isn't the ex? Senator, right, whatever, paying for this congressman wedding. paying for the wedding. What? She, they're not paying for their 36-year-old daughter's wedding? Assholes. Um, so, wow, that is such a weird and terrible subplot. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it really is. Mr. Otto and uh, Wally show up with the hitman bringing them to see Mr. Otto. And now they're just, they're, this whole thing... They play it off as they just wanted to make a deal with Rudy. Yeah. And so they want to screw Rudy's boss out of the counterfeit. And instead they're going to buy the money. And Rudy's like, okay. And so they leave and they're going to make the deal on Sunday, which is also the day of the wedding. Correct. Okay. So they leave, but then they get pulled over. Oh, what do you got? Uh, When does Jack come into this later? When he gets busted at the uh... oh yeah it's in the, it's part of this sequence uh, okay Jack is at the counterfeiting plant and he get yeah Lieutenant Jack is actually the damsel in distress of the show all the time is, every single time every he gets captured 
He gets caught. He's a bad cop. He's a bad cop. It's an (laughs) advertisement for mandatory retirement and probably having partners. Um, Because he also has no partner. He doesn't seemingly have a partner. Ever. Right. He's, he's a, He's a fuck up. And he's okay. and he's wandering around this place where criminal activity is happening without backup. Yeah. No, hasn't told anybody where he went. Whatever. It's what a anyway. He's a man. He's a man. That's how men do it. He doesn't need backup. Because I think we skipped over. He has a scene where he tells the captain what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. And the captain's like, that's a great idea, man. Like, pair of fuck ups. Okay. So anyway, we were talking about the wedding. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I was gonna make a joke about how they'd be impressed. But by Glove Guy, what was his fucking name? OJ Glove Guy. Oh, which one Mar- was that? That I, shitty fucking cop. Yeah, that Mark, piece of Mark shit. Mark something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So <sighs> they get pulled over by the cops, but it's actually not the cops. It's the big bad guy. Who? Spoiler. Wally lets go. Wally yeah. knows there is a kingpin in town who is a discount Jack Warden type. And he's like, okay, I've been watching you guys. And if you can outsmart Rudy, fuck nugget Brock, you can be my guys. And I will give you an envelope of information about how to convict. Nope, not yet. No, no, no. This is it. An envelope of information about all of Rudy's illegal activities. Yes. So, I'm going to give you all of this evidence to convict him, but it, but the, I thought it was weird that he did that instead of just being like, just fucking kill him and take his spot. He's a fucking kingpin. He's a monster. Nope. It was so nope. weird. And, so and he recognizes, well, it, you know, if you don't win, then you die. Yep. One if you other. win, you get this envelope full of information. If you don't win, you're dead. So it was so weird. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Okay. Like he's a so, good mobster, right? Uh, no, don't kill mm, him. Just mm, give this no. evidence to the police. <laughs> All right. So then we, it's Sunday. So we skip over Saturday, I guess. Mm-hmm. All the wedding preparations on Saturday. That would have been a baller scene. Um, they're going to make the deal. The bad guys have Lieutenant Jack. Um, Cursor makes them a car and the money to pay for it. But then when they get there, Clue Gulliger's guys already know they're cops because they trailed Wally home, which would have been a good scene to have. Also, it showcases that Wally doesn't know shit and he should listen to fucking Auto Man. Auto Man didn't get tailed home. Just saying. <laughs> um, somehow they overpower the bad guys. I sort of zoned on that uh, part. Yeah, it's just sort of one of those like, Lieutenant Jack takes advantage of somebody being distracted okay. and then and then Wally no not Wally uh Auto Man takes advantage of the other bad guy being distracted and does this awesome like really fake like kicking the gun out of the guy's hands it was so silly um and then people fall onto a thing and another guy gets thrown into a wall and you know action scene essentially yeah um and then cut to, back to the wedding Come back to the wedding where we meet the father-in-law to be Frank with my next note after his name is Frank is six years older than clue. (laughs) So you got to marry your dad now. Um, But then we cut back to auto man. So we've established there's going to be a wedding. 
But then we cut back to Auto Man and the bad guy, who I think is the number one, Clue's number one sidekick, who's like, I work for you now. Meow, 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 meow. So then it's the wedding time. Oh, God. So my third point is this is the most fucking boring wedding in the world. It's beautiful. The bride looks beautiful for 1983. Nobody seems happy to be there. And it's just like, it's like you, you know what it is? It's like you put into a computer. This is what a wedding is. And this is what happens. You know, it's just boring. Nobody's talking. Nobody's laughing. They they say even at the beginning, the the whoever's officiating the wedding says, on this very solemn occasion. And it's like, yeah, this is pretty solemn. This is the most fucking sad wedding I've ever yeah, seen in my froze. life. So I was saying, uh, the reverend says, oh, on this very solemn occasion. And it is like the most solemn thing i've ever seen it's so fucking boring like it's joyless and then like well i mean it's like it's because they didn't do any work on these characters because it's absurd and silly and terrible like it's just because and it's and it's a it's a bad b plot it doesn't need to be there it could it could have been literally anything it could have been somebody's birthday it could have been a fucking city celebration it could have been just any occasion and they just chose a wedding yeah yes so they're about to do their vows and the number one sidekick runs up to clue and it was like, we gotta talk business. Yeah. In the like literally before he says I do, like the second before he says I do. He gets interrupted and he's like, I thought, you know, because there's a helicopter and like Clue didn't know what was going on with the money or something. Like he had his he had a sidekick taking care of it. Right. He we clearly needed a Saturday in the plot to yeah. tie these things together. Um but then uh, Clues tells the girl, the fiance, he's going to explain everything. And he loves her, but bye. And he skim. And he says no when they say, "Do you yes. take this bride?" No. He's like, "No," no and he no. runs away. I'll that's explain it later. Yeah, that's why my that's why I have a big note that says "No, not right now." Yeah, forgot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dad says, "This is insanity. We're getting out of here." And I was like. I don't know that that's a, that should be your response. It should be, holy shit, why were you marrying a fucking droid, you know, counterfeiter? What the fuck, honey? Well, they still don't know what's going on. That's why. Because they still don't know what's going on. Even though in like seconds, there will be money, like loose bills just flying through the air because the helicopter they're about to take off on uh, blows it all away. Holographic bills. Yes. Not real money. Okay, so the helicopter's taken off. Clue is on the arm of the helicopter. Dangling uh, by his leg for some reason. Yeah, stuntman's dangling. Yeah. Um, and Wally and Auto Man get there, and Auto Man's like, this is going to take all I've got, Wally. And he, just like in episode two or one, where does he discharge? I th- it's in one. I think it's two. I think it was in the last one, at the end. But he calls it a good discharge. Oh, shit. So it's a good discharge, right? Like, but that's all. And then he has to disappear. Yeah. But that's also where I realized he's been working during the day. During the day. And they haven't mentioned it. Yep. And the money has remained in existence Mm -hmm. overnight 
through multiple days because none of the other gangsters have been like, hey, all that money fucking magically disappeared on us. Yeah. So apparently whoever wrote this episode did not give a shit about the power grid yeah. uh, thing. Um, there's some good ending music, which surprised me. And the last thing I had that I debated not even mentioning was a freeze frame. I knew it was coming. I don't know if it happened in the other episodes, but it was one of those like sitcom endings where it's like, oh, you know, that that federal agent that you were working with, he sure did look familiar. I don't know where I'd seen him before. And Desi was like, oh, he looks like Humphrey Bogart. And the guy's like, yeah, ha <laughs> ha. And they all start laughing and then freeze frame. And it was so stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb. <sighs> and, and Roxanne is there and she is now, you know, sworn to secrecy. Yeah. So she recognizes, cool. she recognizes the the game that Wally is playing with Automan. Yeah. So holograms can't solve crimes. <sighs> um, I mean, Wally sucked, but yep. uh, you know, I'm I'm getting closer and closer to being ready to see Chuck Wagner's freeze frame. I mean, I am getting frighteningly close to being interested in tracking down um, Chuck Wagner's sword and sorcery movie that he did uh, <laughs> in Italy before or after Auto Man. But uh, yeah, uh, no, besides Wally sucking and the show being fairly insipid, uh, you know, it's auto like I'm shocked how good. Chuck Wagner is at the auto man, like the yeah. earnestness of auto man. Yeah. Especially with not enabling cursor being a sex pest this episode yeah. is like, that's not a problem with the show. Right. Lots of other stuff is, but like if they had done, if they had just tried to do auto man, I don't know, like a, with like, without the cop thing somehow, or, or with a different cop, maybe with Jack. He could be Lieutenant Jack's partner. Jack needs a partner, Jack, clearly. Jack Jack needs somebody to rescue him every episode. <laughs> and um, Auto Man is the perfect person to do that. Yes. There's a, a we, that is one other thing that I, we, I didn't really pay enough attention to. But there is another scene, like there has been, maybe not in the first episode as much, but in the second episode um, where Lieutenant Jack is just like surprised to see Wally saving the day. And it's like, yeah. he, he clearly needs to, cause you're terrible at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirty Harry. You're not, but yeah, this is like basically if dirty Harry was a fuck up. Yeah. Is the <laughs> Lieutenant Jack story. And then yeah. Wally is like Lucille Ball becomes mayor and her son wants to be a cop so yeah so so she gets him on the police force mm-hmm. yeah all of these are much better ideas for the supporting stories <laughs> <laughs> um well next time on the podcast we'll have episode four called ships in the night walter and auto fly to san cristobal Ooh, maybe i hope they don't use the jet and they use the helicopter Okay. They're investigating disappearing Americans. Oh, great. A lot of people getting kidnapped in this show. I guess in the 80s, that was a thing. Everybody was afraid of getting kidnapped. Um, okay. Cool. I'm I'm still excited. I don't see any guest stars on this one, but I'm looking at Wikipedia. And I don't know okay. as many of the, the character actors as you do. But um, that'll be exciting. I'm excited. Ex- I'm excited, too. I'm still excited. Glenn A. Larson is still a writer on this one. Oh, Let's that's see. not great. Okay. <laughs> What's not great? Did you look at the uh, 
No, Glenn A. Larson. Oh, gotcha. Writer. Gotcha. I thought maybe you were, got a peek at the uh, the guest stars. I don't know who any of these people are, but it should be fun. I'm excited. I'm, I'm loving it. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. Um. <laughs> we need an auto man sign off, but there isn't really one. Um, yeah, I've used we don't all really my have... power. I've used. <laughs> it took all my power. It t- it's this is going to take everything I've got. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you, Andrew, for joining me today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye.